back to a better world. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to be making a very interesting and very valuable inquiry into human movement. How do we know how to move? Where did we learn to walk? Where did we learn to crawl, for that matter? Where did we learn to stand? From whom? And how do we manage ourselves? And with what kind of model do we refer to know how to do this best? Do we learn from the movies, from magazines, or our parents? And how do we maintain whatever posture we may have or gait that we may take on? How do we maintain it? What maintains it? What is the attitude? What is the state of mind? Where did we just learn the basics of movement? Well, we'll be looking at very important subject that is just way too uh, not discussed in polite company. Yet it is something we're engaging all the time in the way we move literally every single moment of our day. So to discuss this is structural energetic therapy practitioner Peter Loudon, who will be my guest today, who's currently practicing in the Tampa area in Florida. We'll be looking at these subjects of what is the integrity and anatomy of the body, what is the relationship between our energy field and our mind field, for that matter, and our physical body. And what can we do in order to work with our muscles, our bones, our fascia? So we're getting a real learning experience from the work that Peter has been doing literally for decades at this point. Interestingly, we had the pleasure of meeting at a retreat, a Taoist retreat. We were both on in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, based on the work of the Healing Dow USA, founded by Michael Wynn, my dear friend, who's been on these airwaves a number of times over the course of years. And Peter was integrating yet another technique into his longstanding good work uh, called Chine Tsang, and maybe we'll have a chance to uh, work our way into that as well. But Peter has been a practicing licensed massage therapist, as I mentioned, in Tampa for over 20 years with a specialized focus in structural myofascial body work, including numerous cranial techniques. As with most massage body workers, uh, he continued his studies from personal, for his own personal benefit as well as for his own professional development striving always to balance the inner and the outer and strengthen both is really kind of a hallmark of Peter's intelligence, intuition, and good work. So I want to wish Peter a welcome to a better world. Glad to have you, Peter. How are you, sir? Great to be here. So it's glad to have here. you. I'm so glad. You know, you're doing work that I wish were better known to more people because uh, on one side, it brings such joy for people to uh, walk with a bounce in their gait, 
and with their skeleton properly aligned, it puts a smile on one's face. And on the other, by doing that, one is acting preventatively so that any number of different kind of a musculoskeletal degenerative kinds of disorders or illnesses won't ever need to show up in a person's life. So you're you're providing a benefit to uh, people in uh, numerous different ways, Peter. And I, I just want to thank you from the beginning about the work you did with me that I'm still enjoying to this day a month later. And uh, yeah. I feel like uh, it's the kind of work I wanted to share with our audience. So could you uh, just first of all just define what you mean by structural energetic therapy? Well, the structural energetic therapy is dealing with the, the communicative aspect of the body is continually communicating energetically or physically, neurologically, so forth. Um, a lot of times when we have traumatic experiences and trauma can be defined in many different areas. It doesn't just have to be what most people think of as an accident of some sort. It could be an emotional issue. It could be uh, any numerous things, it, you know, not just physical, but what they call somatic emotional. Um, yes. And the body responds in, in by shutting down its natural communi- the natural flow of communication, and that could be neurologically, and it could be energetic. So it's a matter of my study is continually looking into means to clean clean that up for not only myself but for those that that bless me with their presence. Um, I had re- read something uh, recently by a chiropractor, a chiropractic physician, that said our job isn't to move bones or muscle; it's to clean up neurological deficiency or basically anywhere the neurological impulses are impeded it's our job with whatever tools we have to go in to clean that up so it's basically uh, I I really kind of resonated with that because that's how I've kind of flowed with my practice and that's kind of you know also why Mm -hmm. we met at the Qigong because I'm looking at the next phase of what how do I want to better myself but also uh, be also be a stronger practitioner for those that, as I said, um, allow me to work with them. Uh, yeah. So it's exactly. it's and you're not always going to be working with athletes. You're gonna, you know, I recently have had numerous uh, elderly and and truthfully with structural body work. Structural body work is deeper myofascial unwinding. It's an, it's it's based on old physical therapy type uh, perspectives and what separates structural energetic therapy from um, the normal, what we call structural integration or postural integration, a lot of people are familiar with, with the terms rolfing. Um, they all have a base, the same base foundation. Um, they've kind of, other practitioners have expanded with their knowledge off of those. But the difference with structural energetic therapy is, is incorporating the cranial aspect and not craniosacral. Craniosacral st- stays within the pumping mechanism of how the cranium flexes and extends or pumps to the pelvis, communicating uh, moving cerebral spinal fluid. Craniostructural actually looks at how do the the movements of those muscles when impeded affect the structure itself. It's kind of like reflexology yeah. of the head. Yeah. So it's a, it's a matter of incorporating um, or in cleaning up communicative issues with the cranium and the pelvis and then working the body itself with the muscular system as well. So it's it's kind of yes. a, a little more inclusive. 
Yes, exactly. For instance, while you did some cranial work with me, Peter, I'm just remembering you were also, of course, working directly with my muscles and I believe my the fascia around my neck and my shoulders and even in my armpit. You know, you went in yeah. to yeah. manipulate. How how would you describe what it is that you were doing and how that expresses uh, the nature of your your approach? Well, a lot of they had found the osteopaths had figured out certain structural dynamics probably a hundred years ago that the human body, when placed under stress, tends to fall into certain uh, torsional patterns. Um, and to be less, a little more specific, uh, in 95%, I think I, I think the numbers are 95 or 96% of the population, the left hip will start rotating forward, the right hip will start rotating back. And then the body kind of balances from there. And you'll get a, um, reflexively, the, the temples will mirror the, the the front of the pelvis and the back of the the back of the head or the back of the neck will resemble the back of the pelvis. So they mirror one another. Oh, so if you have rotation in the pelvis, you have rotation cranially, and it creates it creates a kind of a spiral pattern where, the, as they said, the left hip goes forward, and that's what scoli- the scoliotic imbalances are. So mm-hmm. how do you balance that? How do you balance that? You either balance it through body work, you balance it through, you know, acupuncturists will do energetic work and nutritional work, and then you'll have chiropractors will do or osteopaths will do manipulative work. I tend to have, mm-hmm. you know, in my my wheelhouse or my toolbox, a lot, it gives me uh, uh, avenues to work that from a muscular standpoint, and the muscles pulling on the joints and, and and thankfully, one of my mentors, uh, Don McCann, had had studied this over the last 50 years. On what specific, you know, the left side of the body and the right side of the body respond to these stressors differently. So you don't you don't want to go in and treat them the same, kind of like a cookie cutter uh, perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And thankfully, that's kind of what led me to this type of body work because I kept studying different forms and and they weren't getting deep enough and, and, and detailed enough. And finally, I, I came across these types of perspectives. And, and you know, it's not just in the bodywork world, in the massage world that that perspective is found. I found it in the chiropractic world. It's called sacral occipital technique. They understand that left-right discrepancy. And then there's a group of PTs out in Kansas. Uh, I think it's Kansas. They were called Res- Respiration Institute, and they were studying the same dynamics. So... Um, Interesting. When you dig, Interesting. when you dig enough, you find people who are, uh, corroborate your work. Uh, yes. And, and uh, it's 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 been ama- I've had amazing results personally because I, I um in my past I come from a very athletic uh, um, background, and uh, mm-hmm. it kind of led me led me to these techniques due to a lot of the head trauma and a lot of the physical trauma that I had received in my lifetime. And from playing pretty much sports. In my, well, I played hockey for 18 years, and I did uh, kickboxing, um, power, power, uh, power lifting, and things of that nature. So I wasn't the most gentle yeah. with myself throughout my youth. And and you you know, when I was 13, I was playing with 18 year olds. So I was I received probably eight to ten concussions and numerous yeah. broken noses and things of that nature. So oh, God. all the extensive research on the cranial techniques have come from honestly looking to fix myself. And that's yes. really 
um, what led me to the, this uh, understanding. And I've been blown away by how working with someone and, and removing muscular restrictions with the natural movement patterns of the cranium can can remove or assist in, in helping concussive effects. Uh, I have to be careful on what, you know, you know, there's so much terminology and so much backlash on what we're what we're allowed to say we're doing, so forth. Basically, we're yes. working muscles. You know, I'm working muscles yes. and and removing muscular restrictions that that inhibit a natural communication from the cranium to the pelvis and back. It's, there's a natural movement, and in in the in the in the work that we studied up in Nashville, that's called the microcosmic orbit, or the natural energetic movement. It's a cyclical mm-hmm. pattern. So it's 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 that's why I was led to the uh, Qigong, uh, you know, Michael's work. Yeah, sure, because sure. It, it's starting well, to integrate. It's starting you. to understand it. Sure, sure, yes, sure. Because underneath, underneath the muscle and the fascia and the bones and the organs and the tissue is the energy field. And yes. The energy field. You know, there's a there's an old phrase from the ancient Taoists. The E moves the chi, and the chi moves the body. And I kind of want to circle back to this. The E is the yeah. mind, and the E yeah. is what moves the chi. And, of course, the chi or the life force then moves the body. So I, this is my question, Peter, um, and also yeah. someone who's a psychotherapist and acupuncturist. So I ask you this yeah. question from that place, um, always looking at the mind and the body. Number one, you're making a, a strong point that, the work you do is basically improving communication between different parts of the body and different systems of the body is what I heard. So Correct. that is like a, uh, right, that's like kind of a foundation. Now, yes. it, the question then becomes is where do the various parts of the body get the information that they are responding to? And Based on my experience, the place that they come, the information originally comes from is the idea or the mind in concert with the emotion. So when somebody is thinking a happy thought and they start to feel happy, just as an example on that side of the ledger, um, their body will reflect that. Your body is being given all sorts of pleasure signals and the body the you know the chest will kind of puff out the shoulders will go back the head will become more poised blah 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 the converse of course is also true that if somebody's feeling sad or feeling depressed or feeling a bit angered their body will reflect that because the mind is saying one thing the emotions are following the mind the body then follows the emotions and before you know it, you've got somebody who's, you know, kind of wound up and contracted and the shoulders hunched like that. So how yeah. does your work intercede into that, you know, psycho-emotional uh, motor somatic mix? Well, I mean, you, you know, anytime you're talking massage or body work, you're looking at, the, you know, technically the physical aspect of those, those patterns. Uh, yeah. Even though they're finding that we're 99.99% non-physical per se in some of the trains of thought and, and, and very minute amount, you know, what, 0.001% physical, you're still yes. looking at individuals that have ingrained 
those non-physical negative emo- uh, some emotional patterns into a physical structure. And, I mean, we're talking years of disharmony. So right. it's almost you're going in and you're just giving them permission to let go. And and okay. they're looking to, you know, they're, I mean, technically, should someone be able to do these things on their own if they were in a perfect environment and a perfect flow? Of course. However, we, you know, we live in an environment where we're bombarded daily with, with you know, you know, we don't want to get into the, the the food and the the EMF all these things that people are just hit yeah. with daily. Yeah. Um, that affects the the what they call the body armor. They create they there's a it's almost like they're protecting themselves energetically, but that translates into the physicality. So yeah. we go in and we 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 start removing those physical impedances. Uh, I mean, unwinding muscle tissue that's restricting around joint joint immobility. Unwinding uh, muscle or allowing muscle tissue to recalibrate. It's, it's, you know, it's calibrate when it tightens. The neurological signals calibrate to a. The body tells itself, "I need to be in this position. I need to protect myself," even though it's it's not the most congruent pattern for that individual. The body still sa- says and believes, "I I need to be here. I need to be yeah. tightened. I need to be clamped down because this person." foundation is unstable and and on what level that is that's that's for them to understand however mm-hmm. we go in and, and and if i can offer advice you know obviously i'm not a trained you know psychologist or you know, health counselor so there's limitations to what i'm allowed i allowed to say but i i'm learning all these breathing techniques so that you can teach them to properly breathe so there you know a lot yeah. of people are in fight or flight continuously because they're breathing in their chest all the time. They're they're not even allowing themselves to breathe fully and in a relaxed manner. So their body is always in fight or flight or high high output. Yeah. So it's high beta. That's where high I'm beta. coming from. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's it's how how do we as practitioners and I you know that's the thing is I, I'm all about referring to my colleagues and like you said you're an acupuncturist you know I love working with acupuncturists chiropractors or or um or nutritionists because we need to be all be working together to help these individuals exactly. regain control of their system their own body it's it, in the end it's up yeah. to them um yes. you know how what do they want to see within themselves um, right. It's just a matter yeah, I wanted of, to yeah. ask the question, however, you know, yeah. on one hand, you're dealing with that, you know, that 0.001% of the physical yeah. body, not the non-physical, but of course you're always dealing with both. Uh, it's just, yes. you know, the nature of things. But um, how do you work with a mental pattern? In other words, let's say you do a physical manipulation, and you open up the space of the shoulder, for instance, or the lower back, yeah. and it starts to yeah. breathe better as a result. And you've, your manipulations and all have brought more oxygen and blood to the area. So it, through the physical touch, it's getting more nourished. And, of course, through your yeah. intention. Now, yeah. what is going to keep it from kind of like a rubber band? Going back to the way it was when it gets, it's a little bit under, the person goes back to being under stress. Well, eventually that's teaching them uh, proper exercise patterns, proper breathing patterns, proper um, proper movement patterns. 
I mean, okay. I, I know that it's it's really you're you know if someone's ingrained those ingrained those that much into their physicality, it it you've got twenty years of of dysfunctional uh, patterns that they've ingrained in the or communication patterns that they've ingrained in the, into their body. So it's not going to just, you know, depending on the individual themselves and how receptive they are to just letting go of all this body armor and all this emotional trauma or, or even physical trauma, whatever it may be, their history is their history, yeah. but it's a matter of how how receptive are they to taking responsibility and not blaming others or, or, or looking to project those issues onto something or someone else. They have to, you know, really it's about self-responsibility and then they're coming to us for, for assistance and to lead by example. So I always, that's the first thing I do is I hold myself accountable to any and all things in my life, everything. Mm-hmm. It's a reflective mm-hmm. pattern. And, and that individual in front of me, what I'm reading is a, ref, a reflective, energetically I'm reading reflectively. What are they telling me? What story am I reading about them that I, I, I can understand within myself? And if I yes. find that there's, there's something that I can offer, I will do so. Um, yes. That stays within my, you know, stays within my abilities. So it's, 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 so, it's your, and that's why I'm always, after 20 years, I'm still, you know, like you said, I just went to an 80 hour class. So it's a matter of always, you know, we're, we never want to stop learning. Always learning. There's always information way, and, and ways to help. And that's so why we're what doing you're this. saying, Peter, is that uh, by doing these kinds of manipulations, Knowing that the structure that you're encountering in a client is uh, a result of a certain kind of psycho-emotional, psycho-physical pattern that's in place for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, whatever it may be, uh, you can interrupt that pattern by doing the myofascial manipulation which will signal back to the mind and the emotional life which includes of course the hormonal life a piece of information a communication that says relax bub everything is fine this area is really happy now that Peter's touched me and I'm breathing deeper and I'm experiencing more blood flow and better circulation. So it feeds back, you could say, in the other direction. That's where I'm kinda that's what I'm kinda asking. Yeah, you found it's foundational foundational support, our core support. So you you're giving somebody yep. like when you're doing true structural body work, you're you're going in and you're restabilizing improper structural patterns. So you're going in and, and working muscles so that, you know, if a muscle is overworked and over-tightened and pulling on certain joints, you go in and you allow that to release, open up and, and, and stabilize so that there isn't shearing in the joint patterns or, or muscles are over-firing. They're always in, in the fire mode. They can relax, let go, and that person can be more stable on their own feet. They're not, you know, yeah. you know, we we gauge everything by pain in this country, but and I'm not sure, you, you know, the the information that I had come across, 
in my lifetime is that you know pain is the last 90, 93, uh, the last ten percent of any given condition. The body will adapt and 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 proceed. Uh, 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 it'll adapt and and negotiate to the to the ninety percent before you actually perceive it as a sensation. So I something see. may be present in the body to the ninety percent before you even feel it. So it's it's teaching people to feel things before pain. So that they don't have to be in pain to actually know that okay now I need to fix this. Yes. So it, it know, doesn't need them, that last alarm in order to yeah. get into action. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Talk to us a little bit about fascia and what it is, what it's connecting, and its role in movement and somatic health. Well, I mean, fascia looks like a spider web. It's it's connected to all things. It's it never ends. I mean, they always say it's it's always continuous throughout the body. It holds all the organs, holding all you know, everything is contained within those fascial structures. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, when when it becomes there's like even muscle belly should be nice if 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 something was nutritionally sound. Um, and, and we haven't even gotten into the dehydration aspect of things. A lot of, most people that I work with, unfortunately, are dehydrated. And uh-huh. neurological function is based on water pathways. Water, you know, that neural impulse is, is on a water pathway. If someone doesn't yes. nutritionally support themselves with proper hydration, their body cannot communicate properly. So you get into tissue that is basically no longer hydrated fluid or or there's there's restrictive patterns in there. So your myofascial work is just we always say this the deeper you go, the slower you go. You're you're basically working a tissue to create blood flow, nutrient flow, moving lymphatic waste moving waste out of that tissue out of that area so that the the body can nutritionally uh heal itself or balance itself out. Yes. So yes. that um you're not dealing with uh, rest- restrictive patterns on all levels. Yes. But, um, yes, yes, yes. So hopefully we'll do the, because, do the course, best on that explanation, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I, I always know, joke now. I've been doing this so long, I just do it. Yes, exactly. What's that? Ida Rolf brought forward, you know, the process named Incredible. after her of Rolfing. Yeah you know, back yeah. many decades ago, and it caught on in the United States. Uh, well, I became aware of it probably in the uh, late 60s when I was just uh, becoming aware of lots of things as a young lad. And uh, yeah. um, she she helped to bring forward a greater awareness of the role that fascia plays in our bodies. And at least yeah. that was my first encounter. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And uh, I yeah. think a lot of people. And so it's interesting to hear you say, because most people know, of course, about the skeleton. Most people know about muscle. In fact, more than anything. But they don't know a whole lot about the connective tissue called fascia between them all. And as you said, that's even holding our organs in place. So you're saying yeah. that by... Um, Working with the fascia in your hands on a client, Peter, really opens, helps to open up space for them in a way that uh, helps to shift the long-term patterns and um, c- 
can give them a new sense of posture, a new gait, and a new, uh, you could say, sense of physical well-being. Is that, am I reading you correctly? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're, you, you, you know, you're creating um, stability for individuals, and that's the end goal is to create a continuity continuity yeah. amongst all the systems the best you can with with the tools at hand and and sure and it's amazing how many um incredible uh, perspectives have come off of Ida's original work uh, yeah. there's just so much yeah. great information out there on this uh, there's and incredible practitioners all over the country all over the world um and uh it's but you know even before her i mean you're looking at the osteopathic world they understood not only did the original osteopaths understood understand um the movement of the joint patterns they understood and they worked with myofascial systems the original pts i mean the the original physical therapists were all hands on there's yes. more mechanical at this point in time due to uh the way our medical system runs however when you talk to some of the older PTs, it's amazing. Their hands, hands-on hands expertise is, is part of, not, you know, it's just unbeatable. Yeah. They just, Isn't uh, that uh, interesting? They, yeah. It's and just, when you say uh, it's I, become I more mechanical, for that. What, what do you mean when you they're, say they're using a lot of, of the they use, become more mechanical? It's a lot of technology-based now. You're doing a lot of exercise-based or, or, you know, electrical stim, ultrasound, um, and yes. things of that nature, but that's and, and yes. for whatever reason that is, is it insurance regulations? Is it? I, I don't know. I don't. You know, that's a whole other subject. But yes. I do know that uh, a lot of um, uh, physical therapists and a lot of osteopaths that have been around for a while that I've run into are just their knowledge base is just incredible. They just their hands-on experiences can't can't be beat. Yes. Um, yes. And, and like I said, I mean, my uh, one of my mentors that I had mentioned with the structural energy therapy, Don, he's originally a licensed mental health counselor. So he he came at it from that perspective, looking, you know, as we were discussing earlier, the somatic emotional, and then he got into the structural workout in California. Um, and and then uh, and that's kind of what's led me along is is uh, you know how do I find people or mentors who understand not only the physical aspect but the the full dynamic the full communicative uh energetic dynamic and and that's what kind of leads me along yeah I it's, you know we want to look at the big picture but you know there comes a point where i'm i'm at a point in my career where i'm having to dial this in a little bit and kind of get you know, you study too much sometimes you got to kind of get back focused in and how can i best shoot the people in front of me and yes, that's, uh, I'm in that position right now, kind of dialing this in, and for myself, per se. We are speaking with Peter Loudon, a licensed massage therapist practicing in Tampa, Florida, where he's been practicing for about 20-plus years, and uh, he's doing some beautiful work with structural energetic therapy. You're listening to A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin. We're on every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or Standard Time, as the case may be, seasonally. And if you do not yet receive our newsletter, let me bring it to your attention. It's available at our website, www.abetterworld.tv or abetterworld.net, and it's free. It comes out once a week, 
and it announces the shows that we have here out of A Better World here in New York City. Uh, the radio show, as I mentioned, A Better World Radio and A Better World Television, which is on every Monday at 7 p.m., which can be seen on television in the Big Apple in Manhattan and can be seen at that same website, abetterworld.tv, online. At the same time, just click at the top of the home page where it says, click to watch here at that same time of 7 p.m. on Mondays. Just come and join our A Better World community. We're always talking about things that make a difference in people's lives, both physically and emotionally and spiritually, and we look at our outer lives and the economics of our situation, uh, progressive thinking, pushing into effect a new paradigm so we can all be living the lives, exploring human potential that we know is available to us. And the kind of work that Peter is doing is helping us fine-tune our physical vehicle so it can receive the energy and alchemize the energy, if you will, in a way that will just keep feeding us and nourishing us on every level, physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual slash energetic. So it's uh, really a pleasure, Peter, to have you on today speaking about what you've been doing for all of these years and making the impact in the world that you are the way you are. So uh, thanks for being on today. I appreciate Uh, it, sir, Uh, very much so. Absolutely. Thank you, Lynn. I would love if you could share with us uh, a couple of perhaps some stories of work that you've done with people, and you could say like the befores and the afters, what what kind of uh, changes you've seen as a result of this kind of work. Well, yeah, there's a few. I mean, we can give. I've got, uh, I mean, you can give the athletic. The athletic one would be um, last year. Uh, I worked with a running back out of uh, one of the uh, Division One schools down in uh, Georgia. He had been uh, dealing with a, a spra- he had originally sprained his ankle during a game, or actually strained, and they had kind of been band-aiding it athletically for about two months. And then uh, I was <clears throat> blessed enough to work uh, at one time with his girlfriend and she had brought him in to see myself and another colleague of mine for nutritional support. He had a few days off. He actually, they weren't playing for a, a week. We had done um, cranial work, uh, cleaned up some of the uh, effects or any, um, challenges he was finding communicatively with his cran- uh, cranially with the pelvic system. What you do is basically phenobasilar synchondrosis, which is the flexion and extension. There's a joint in front of the brainstem. It flexes and extends 8 to, eight to, eight to 10 or 8 to 12 times per minute as it's pumping with the, with the pelvis. Mm-hmm. And when we have uh, athletic trauma, that natural movement pattern is inhibited. That's what creates tor- that's what goes into torsional pattern. Uh, so we, we work with removing those muscular restrictions and re- resetting that natural movement. So we did that, and you know, sometimes when you're when you're dealing with that, it creates a torsional pattern down the the dura of the spine into the pelvis, telling the pelvis to compensate for that that torsion. So the pelvis goes into a torsion as well. So mm-hmm. once you reset that or remove those muscular inhibitions, basically the, body, the torsion is basically a twisting. 
Is that correct? Of the twisting. It's a, yeah, it kind of looks like a basic, yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the the, cra- the cranium, uh, basically, it, as I was saying, the, the left part of the left, left part of the temple will cre- will move left and down, and the right will move uh, right and uh, right now. It's it's just the way the body's compensating. Yes. Um, and what you do is you use you use the cranial bones to remove muscular restrictions. We're not manipulating. We're we don't manipulate joints or bones. We're actually removing muscular dysfunction, mm-hmm. so that the body can flow more congruently. And w- once we did that with Matt, he actually his his body supported itself more dramatically. He actually gained about a half an inch to an inch in height just just from removing that restriction, just without any body work. Basically, yeah. I measured them before and after, and we ga- we gained anywhere from uh, uh, I think it was about three quarters of an inch, just just because the body was no wow. longer fighting itself. Um, wow. And then we did the body work, and it's actually I mean it was deep, it was deep, more uh, myofascial unwinding, sports orientated body work, removing any of the restrictions or, or adhesions in his ankle bones, and going through. And then we mm-hmm. supported him nutritionally because he wasn't eating right. I mean, these believe it or not, these collegiate these kids in in um, you know multi million dollar business collegiate the, uh, division one football they don't believe it, I'm just blown away that they don't eat well. It just oh, it, wow. it it still blows my it's mind. It's not part of the uh, it's not part of the re- <laughs> regimen. Well, they get fed at school, but they, you know they're also they're not given a. a, a, a a lot of these, some schools are, of course, I'm sure your top schools are given, you know, certain criteria that they must follow, but some of the other schools aren't. They, they're, of course, mm-hmm. it's covered in their packages and covered in their scholarships, but, you yes. know, they just eat what they eat. They're not really given a yeah, guideline. Yeah, in other words, they don't have there. a particular athletically oriented, health oriented diet or regimen. Correct, correct, correct. Wow. So, it seems like such and, a major failing, you know. Here you are trying to build muscle and, you know, a, a good circulatory system and everything else, and you're not giving the body the proper nutrition that nutritional science has shown so well yeah. we need. Well, it, it, yeah. it's kind Maximum. of a can of worms because it, it, it's a can of worms because you're, it depends. In the alter, what we call the alternative world, which I call the original world of medicine, um, yes. We look at nutrition differently than, say, a dietitian would. They follow the yes, pyramid. Sure. They follow that old, you know, pyramid. The old, so, which the old is, parama- which paradigm. Is, yeah. Yeah, which is found, found to be not necessarily the the most efficient. But that's that's not for me to say. Uh, well, I'm saying it, but what I'm saying, not for me to judge or, or dictate. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay. we know where but, you But, uh, you know, it. per se, we, cl- we cleaned him up nutritionally, and then we did the body work, and, and within that weekend, he, he, you know, the kid went out, and uh, I think it was 12 carries for 250 yards and four TDs. Wow. Just after that one treatment. I mean, oh his, he hadn't gosh. had no more of no more, because the ankle issue was holding him back for two months. He was still producing. He's, he's one of the... Um, Top prospects uh, coming out out of school. He'll be one of the top prospects coming out this year. So that's remarkable. That was one treatment. Yeah, clearing the adhesions in the ankle. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It wasn't for you know. You know, like granted, I mean, not most people can handle that type of 
uh, intensity, intensity as far as because you're 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 talking it's a very very grueling treatment because you you're going in and unwinding restrictive tissue that that likes being where it is. It's kind of protecting itself now. It's been inflamed for a long period of time, so yeah, you want to go in and re restabilize that. So. Uh, not everyone can handle that kind of uh, treatment, and, and and that's not going to be for everyone. But for an athlete, that was that's what was needed. Yes. So. Yes. And then you know, and and there's there's more low force techniques. I have another mentor, Donald Glassy, which is fantastic. Uh, he's a meditative yoga guy, but he's a, he's also a chiropractor that taught a, a cerebral spinal fluid technique, which deals with the science of the spine. You're dealing with um, the CO2 and oxygen exchange in the cerebral spinal fluid and how mm-hmm. to work the full structure from the sacrum all the way up into the cranium. How to Basically, I, I was looking for a technique because I am a massage practitioner. I am not a, I'm not allowed to manipulate or, or do anything of that nature. So I was looking for a technique to help balance the muscles around the spine more effectively and 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 I was led to him and it's the reason I bring this technique up is because it's so great with some of the elderly population that you can't really do anything aggressive mm-hmm. um, it's ba- basically ref- reflexively the meningeal tissue along the spine is as thin as cellophane, so you really have to work it really light, but what they found mm-hmm. is in in c- cadaver work. They've been finding cerebral spinal fluid in the lateral tissue off uh, in the lateral tissue off of the spine. Basically, they're finding cerebral spinal fluid everywhere. But what you would do is is what, what in do you an mean area everywhere, that, far beyond you know, the, the it, spine itself. It's far beyond. It's far beyond the spine. I know that some of the new studies are finding it in what they call peripheral or lateral t- tissue that's away from the spine. Okay. Which it leads to other other trains of thought, but basically, with the cerebral spinal fluid technique, is 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 from the sacrum up to the cranium. If someone has in in the osteopathic world, you call it somatic dysfunction. Uh, chiropractically, you call it subluxation, or subluxation. in my world, you call it muscular or muscular dysfunction. In my world, um, mm-hmm. it's where a joint and the muscles are inhibited along the spine. And yeah. causing compression. So what happens in those areas of compression or or restriction, whatever terms you want to use, the the CO2 being a larger molecule is pushed from inside to the peripheral, outside the peripheral tissue. And he created a technique that would draw it back in, very light, just l- working the reflex muscles, the reflex arc on the muscles. And mm-hmm. the body would have to now regulate with oxygen. And you'd see an individual take a diaphragmatic a deep breath, and create hydrostatic pressure in that area and just balance that, that joint and muscular system without any heavy movement. It's just a very light, light touches. And that, so it's that's a light in, touch uh, in combination with breathing. With breathing, And yes. changing the O2-CO2 ratio. Yes. And it, it basically it's just using hydrostatic pressure and the natural, the natural science of the spine itself and how the CSF moves. Um, uh, it's just uh, the reason I bring it up is what I'm able to do with some of the elder population who who have issues in their spine, have you know calcifications and have things of that nature. Where I normally, as a body worker, I, I'd have to stay away from. But uh, yes, I can uh, have a positive effect on the muscles around that area without you know 
without having to negatively work, you know, work deeply in the muscles, and it's been fantastic. Exactly, so because in other words, the the touch is light. So, oh, it's an elderly it's, it's, person. It's, 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 it's ounces. It's very. It's 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 extremely yeah. light. Extremely it's extremely light. light, and they're doing the breathing. So between the two yeah. of them, you're getting the benefit without the heaviness of the pressure that you typically engage with a younger person or an athlete. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So tell me a little bit. You've got me really curious now, Peter, about the further extents of where cerebrospinal fluid is found. How far out from the spine? How far lateral does it go? <laughs> that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I I came across that just in talk. So I, I there's um, uh, what was it? I'm trying to remember the doctor in Miami. There's a there's a whole uh, uh, Upledger, Doctor Upledger. He's he, he's unfortunately oh, passed yeah. on, but his son is, is oh, he's still he's still running. He, yeah, yeah. He he's a, one of the osteopaths initiated, known for cranial sacral. Uh, yes. They they were doing a lot of um, study on on the dynamics of cerebral spinal fluid, and, and I had just run. I had just heard about this in passing. So I still have to kind of research it, to be honest with you. But it, it kind of fascinates me that it's... I do know for a fact that it is found off of the spine, outside of the spine itself in the lateral, but I, I, they had come across and said they're finding it even further than that now. Yes. So that's that's pretty amazing to me. That, But, you know, it comes so. into what we were talking about. How does that run into what we were studying the other in the, into the prana or chi exactly. world? I don't know. There you go. That's why I was asking. You hit it, yeah, the nail it on the head. <laughs> no, I'm sure yeah. I should say you hit the point on the meridian. <laughs> you know? Yes. yes. Um, I was thinking exactly that, as what is the relationship between uh, chi or life force and, uh, you know, uh, cerebrospinal fluid. This is a conversation yeah. that in some ways has been ongoing for a long, long time in these circles. Yeah, and it's really yeah. very interesting. I mean, cerebrospinal fluid is considered in some circles to be a very sacred fluid that keeps the entire body bathed in chi. It's just yeah. another yeah. language yeah. for describing the same phenomenon. Yeah, you know? I, 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 you know, I tend to resonate with that personally, but uh, that's my own thoughts. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's my own thought. Well, that this has been great. I you want to share one other uh story with us of of a client that has responded uh very well to the work that you know you you Well, I can I can just say I mean, uh, us, well, outside of any client even myself. I mean, my own personal story is sure. that uh um sure. 20 uh, even in the bodywork world and all this cranial work and the structural bodywork, I I mean, I had People don't realize how much stores in the body when not released. I had um, had this structural body work done. I, I had my hockey career ended with three knee surgeries, and you know I'm a New England, I'm a Boston boy, so I'm I'm a New England man who's told you don't cry, don't you know <laughs> you stuff it, stuff it. Yeah. So technically, 20 years after my last knee surgery, or or probably 15 years after the last knee surgery, I was getting more aggressive work done on my knee 
and on my mm-hmm. lower body. And I started weeping and crying on the table. And I'm looking at my mentor and going, what is this? I have no idea. I, I didn't have the the ability to quantify what was happening. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, he said, did you ever, did you ever grieve the ending of your career or, or grieve the injuries? And, and I said, no, I just, that was, that's not what you yes. do. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that that long after the fact, that emotional imprint was still in my soft tissue or in my muscle tissue. Oh my. And that's, that's where we're getting at with the emotional somatic emotional is, is if we don't, yes. you know, there's, Every emotion or every situation releases a chemical response in the brain. It's in it. It's kind of like a computer. Where does that download? Does it? Do you release it and let it go, or does it download in the system? And uh, and having a download in the system, it has physical ramifications. What happens with that? And that's what our goal is: is to get that out, to allow allow a space for an individual to let that go, to let go of those old imprints that are affecting their physicality. And it was, you know, it was a valuable lesson for myself, uh, most definitely, because I didn't realize I could hold on to something that long. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And it's been a, it's been a huge, uh, a huge Story. factor in what I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what we learn is that the way we have things set up anatomically uh, through allopathic medicine's understanding of the body as machine, what we really find from a higher and larger point of view, a holistic point of view, is that it has a mechanical function, that's very obvious, but it also has an emotional, psychological, and energetic function, and they're all working simultaneously side by side, one embedded inside the other, so that our emotions are being uh, are influencing the working of our muscles and our bones and our tissue and our fascia, everything and our chemistry and our blood, our hormonal system, yeah. our lymphatic system, etc. And so, depending on yeah. what we're thinking and depending on what we're feeling and the way we manage our feelings and our stress, we will have a very happy, smiling body. And structure, or one that's uh, suppressing a lot of energy and yeah. emotion. Correct. I, 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 that's what I believe. Definitely, definitely. I agree with that. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I want to just thank you, Peter Loudon, for the good work that you are doing and have been doing for a long time, really helping people. You're one of those guys, kind of behind the scenes, working small miracles, and uh, really, uh, really appreciate it. Mitchell, I thank you for the opportunity. I, I always like, uh, you know me, I, you know, you met me there. I like sharing, and uh, it's, the job is to keep this fun, keep it all enjoyable. Absolutely. Keep it fun, <laughs> man. Keep it fun. Give your phone number out or any other way to contact you so if people want to uh, get uh, some work done or learn more about it, they can reach you. Oh, definitely, yeah. My phone number is uh, 727-804. 0040, or I have an email which is uh, pclcares, C A R E S, at gmail.com. pclcares at gmail.com. Great. Wonderful. And, uh, well, I. And uh, really I'm working on. Uh, I, 
I, I appreciate it, and and I don't have a website up at this moment because I I took it down. I have to re uh, it's it's actually in the process of being redone. So okay, well, if just anybody give your had phone number one more time. Yeah, seven two seven eight zero four zero zero four zero. Thanks, Mitch. Beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Peter. Keep up the good work. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Sure. Bye-bye now. Peter Loudon, uh, structural energetic therapy practitioner down in the Tampa area. Wow. I had the great opportunity of being worked on by him one fine evening after classes in Asheville at Healing Dow USA, run by my dear friend and colleague Michael Wynn, and uh, we took some time and he did some really deep work on my neck and shoulder, my left shoulders, just been a bit of a chronic issue for me for a long time, and he really just got in there and opened it up just as he was describing and did some beautiful, beautiful healing work in there, and it's just felt better ever since. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I, just as a result of that experience, I really wanted my audience to have a chance to hear him and get to meet him and get a sense of this level of work that I find so profound. We are the physical embodiments of a very high energy we refer to as spirit. And if we do not take proper care of this physical vehicle, Oh, my God, there is so much to pay. And there's so much joy also to be had when it is properly taken care of. So uh, Peter is one of those who's really helping support that kind of more joyful, playful uh, relationship to our bodies. And his hands know how to make that happen. So uh, just kudos to, to Peter. I want to just thank you all for tuning in yet again. I know there are so many places that you can spend your time and so many things to listen to. And every week, still in all, I am here bringing you uh, the best types of information and inspiration, God willing, that will improve your lives and make them all more harmonious and purposeful and meaningful and alive and vital, and energized, and humorized, if you will, a way of being that will just bring greater joy and pleasure to all those people that you have the opportunity to meet and spend time with, loved ones, and uh, what we call strangers, if there is such a thing in reality. So just know that I am also a practitioner here in New York City of a very different sort, but certainly complementary, doing counseling and coaching with people, stress management consulting, using biofeedback, and we have an ongoing group here in New York City meeting twice a month called A Better World Salon and Workshop, and we do Qigong in that workshop, and then I do some work around something called Therapeutic theater is about community building, it's about relationship building, it's about communication, and well, what Peter is perhaps doing with the body, I'm doing inter-individual, inter-group, helping couples and families and all relationships get a bit healthier by bringing a little deep listening to the 
to the foreground and responsible speaking in the eye using um, nonverbal communication, nonverbal, nonviolent communication, and nonverbal, and uh, the work of uh, Marshall Rosenberg, and the work that I've been doing for decades with people to help clean things up detoxify on these emotional levels and help clean up people's relationships because it's really in these relationships that we get our greatest joys, our greatest pleasure, and uh, so keeping them healthy and clean and vibrant is of utmost importance in keeping ourselves healthy and clean and most vibrant. So thanks so much for joining us. Remember that we are a 501c3 meaning a non-profit organization, and we live and sustain on your kind generosity to our organization. Our website, abetterworld.tv, has a donation button on the right-hand side, or if it's going to be any kind of sizable donation, just get in touch with us at mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net, or call us at 212-420-0800, or if you want to uh, attend the weekly, uh, bi-weekly group here in New York City or set up a session for yourselves doing some energetic work that I do here in the Big Apple. Although I do have clients all over the country and I've had people all over the world because some of the energetic biofeedback work is remote and works uh, beyond geography so it's uh, the quantum field enter the quantum field anyway again so glad that you joined and i look forward to seeing you all